Good morning, church. Uh, we begin a new sermon series called Marriage and Family uh, this morning, and I've wanted to do this sermon series for some time now. However, I've been hesitant because my marriage is still a work in progress. I fail all the time as a husband. My marriage is far from being a stellar example of what a godly marriage looks like. I am far from being a stellar example of what a godly husband looks like. I have not yet arrived, and I am not a subject matter expert. But here's the thing. I know where to look. I think more than ever, marriages and families need help, hope, encouragement, and direction. More than ever, I think we need to hear from God and, and hear what God has to say about marriage and families. And so I look forward to these next couple of months as we together dive in to the Word of God because all Scripture is God-breathed. And all Scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped, fully equipped for every good work. Amen? Amen. And so where do we start? Marriage and families. I think a good starting point is this question, and the question is this. What is God's plan for marriage? What is God's blueprint for marriage? What is God's design for marriage? And I think it's found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Listen carefully to God's plan for marriage. It says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to or cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Everyone say leave. Everyone say cleave. Everyone say become one flesh. Those are the three terms I want us to leave, uh, leave this morning with. Leave, leave, cleave, and become one flesh. Leave, cleave, and become one flesh. Leave, cleave, become one flesh. So what, is, what does it mean to leave? To leave means to depart or to go away or to move out. That, that's leave. How about cleave? What does cleave mean? Cleave is actually a term that we don't use nowadays, but it means something like to cling to or to be joined to. A better, maybe a better uh, word is to be glued to. Imagine two pieces of paper and you put Elmer's glue and you glue them together. But I think this word cleave is stronger than just Elmer's glue glued together. I think it's more like super glued together, crazy glue glued together. So to cleave is to be glued together. So you leave and you cleave. So what does it mean to leave and to cleave? I think it means to depart from and then to be glued to. 
to depart from and to be glued to. To depart from your parents, your mother and your father, and to be super glued, crazy glued to your spouse. To leave and cleave. And I think when I, we say to leave your father and your mother, I also think it means to maybe, probably, even leave some of your friendships and relationships behind so that you can cleave to your spouse. You know how some of you have, oh, my boys, or you girls have, my homegirls. I think sometimes it also means to leave the boys and leave the homegirls so that you can cleave to your spouse. It doesn't, it does, I, I don't mean that your parents and your friends and your relationships are, are not important, but I do mean that they are no longer primary. Yeah, very big difference. They're, no, they're, they're important, but they're not, no longer primary. Your spouse is primary. Leave and cleave. Leave and cleave. And so what does um, leave and cleave look like? Let me, uh, sh- uh, sh- let me teach you some Chinese first, okay? I want to share a funny story, but I want you guys to participate in it. And so everyone say, ayya. <laughs> My Chinese friend back there is good. <laughs> I say, um, so, ayya, and then now say, gao cho a. Michael, you should be up here. <laughs> okay, you guys are doing great. So, uh, now put it together. Ayya, gao cho a. Okay, <laughs> so that means, OMG, are you kidding me? All right, and so. So I'm going to tell a funny story, and then when I say, okay, say, and then you guys can participate in the funny story, okay? And so, quick funny story. My wife's co-worker recently got married. And so, I, asked her, I, I bumped into this newlywed, and I said to her, hey, congratulations! A house married life. And you've been married for one month. How's it going? And she's like, ah, it's all right, same thing. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And so I said, hey, so what did you guys do for your honeymoon? And she said, uh, we went to an outer island with my husband's buddies. Now your turn. <laughs> Friends, that is not a good example of what it means to leave and to cleave. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't leave and then cleave, keep, and bring your buddies with you to the outer island on your honeymoon. And so what does it mean to leave and cleave? I think it means several things. To leave, you leave physically. And for most of us, I think it means to leave your home, to pack your bags and actually move out and go and find your way That's what I think it means to leave. Yes, sometimes we we become adults and and, and we leave and then we come back to our parents. And and sometimes I think that's okay if we are, you know, like a startup company and we want to, like, save some money. It's okay to to move back home for a season. Or maybe you want to take care of your elderly parents or maybe it's the health of of someone and you, you need to move back home for a season. I think it should be a season, a season of life. 
rather than a permanent move. So leave physically. And I think you also leave relationally and emotionally. That now your preferred person is your spouse. Your primary person is your spouse. Your parents and your friends, your boys and your homegirls, that they are no longer your primary go-to people. Yeah? And then I think you also leave financially. You give mom and dad back their ATM cards. Yeah? You give them back. You, 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 you trail, you, make, you blaze a trail for yourself. You begin to work hard. And you save diligently. And you spend wisely. And you give generously. So you leave financially. And then I think it also might mean to even leave spiritually. And what do I mean by that? I mean um, that you take personal responsibility for your faith in Christ. That you take ownership and pride in the scripture, in the scripture that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so you leave physically. You leave relationally, emotionally. You leave financially. And you leave spiritually. Leave and cleave. And so... We have so many different age groups here. And so how might it relate to all of us? And so here's maybe some application points because you might be thinking, oh, marriage and family, I, I, I don't need to come to church for the next couple of months. I'm, I'm a single or, or I'm, an, uh, I'm a kapuna. I don't need this, right? But here, here are some application points. For you married people, maybe the question for you this morning is, have you left home well? Are you cleaving? Are you glued to your spouse? Is your spouse your primary person? For you single adults, maybe the question for you is, what do I need to do to prepare to leave and cleave? For you parents of children, maybe you're the parent of a toddler or the parent of a teenager or the parent of a young adult, the question for you is this, are you preparing your children to leave home well? I think it's never too early to start preparing your children to leave home well. Train your children with this end in mind, to leave home well, so that when they leave home, they are prepared. And then for you parents of married children, the question, I don't have a question for you, but it's just two words, and the two words is, stop meddling! Stop meddling! Give room! For your adult married children to grow. Leave. Let them learn to leave and cleave. Provide spiritual direction. But stop meddling. Yeah? So what does it mean to become one flesh? I think it means to establish intimacy. To establish oneness. Now, oneness is a challenge for all of us. Why? Because we are all flawed people. And flawed people treat others in flawed ways. We are all imperfect people. And imperfect people treat others in imperfect ways. Some of us refuse to admit this, but we are all selfish people. And selfish people treat others in selfish ways. And so 
oneness can be a challenge and is, will be a challenge for all of us in our relationships and in our marriages and in our families. But here's the thing. If you don't intentionally prioritize, if you don't put effort and hard work into oneness, into growing in oneness, into establishing oneness, here's what will happen. Listen carefully. The natural tendency is that we will drift apart. The natural tendency is that we will pull away. The natural tendency is isolation. So be careful. I find it helpful to think of seasons of marriage. Seasons of marriage. There's the season of oneness when all is going well. And in those seasons of oneness, rejoice, be glad, hopeful, and hope that these seasons last a long, long time. And that there, there are many of these seasons, seasons of oneness, all is well. Give thanks, enjoy those seasons. Then there are seasons of my, when, when you experience minor issues and frustrations, but you're able to resolve and work these issues on your own and get back to oneness. But then there are seasons of serious challenge. Seasons when it's difficult to resolve these serious challenges on your own. Difficult to get back to oneness and you need help. And in those seasons, I think it's okay to get help, to make an appointment with a therapist or a pastor or a counselor. It's okay to get help. 